T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Masada's throw. Roberts, safe. And what can I say? Just dip my hat and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports, episode 47. It might, it may or may not go off the rails. John Senecal, Brian Shackman, and and the, uh, the guest of honor, if you will, is a man by the name of Don Laviano. Who, when's the last time someone called you Donald, by the way? Oh. Did your dad call you that when he was scolding you? Is that your real name, Donald? That, that is. Of course it is. But who who it, names their kid it's, Don? It's always been well, Don or Donnie. I'm named after my father, you know, uh, uh, Donald, but I always told the teachers, please call me Don or Donnie. And then uh, my chemistry teacher, being the guy that he was to just be a ball buster to me, he said, nope, what's on your birth certificate? That's what I'm calling so you by. he called you Donald? He, yeah, he called me Donald. Oh. Drove me crazy. Oh. So listen, the backstory is this. Is it Don Laviano? Can, can I butt in for a yeah. second? Yeah. Thank you for uh, having me here and not coming to my kitchen. I don't know, Jerry. You he you guys went to him, Jerry Brooks, but right. I had to come here. You wouldn't come to my kitchen. Well, Jerry does things. have a nice kitchen. Though. He does have a nice kitchen. Uh, he actually like asked us if we wanted to drink, and uh, alcohol probably would have been included. Uh, uh, no, next time we'll go to your kitchen if that's what you want. Excellent. We'll go to your kitchen. We'll come well, to I, you. I don't like leaving the valley very often. So. I know that's why <laughs> we haven't seen you in so long. I think with Jerry it was more COVID. I don't even remember. But Don Laviano worked. You, so we all worked together at NBC Connecticut. So people who are outside of Connecticut, it's the NBC affiliate in Connecticut, and it and, covers the whole state. Yeah. Unlike if you, you know, and I came in, in states, as a multiple. newbie, never been on TV as a sports anchor and reporter. John Senecal was a, a videographer, a news photographer who did sports. What, like forty percent of the time? Thirty? What, what? What would you say? I guess, yeah. Let's go with that. Thirty percent of the okay. time. And Don Laviano was an intern while he was in co- in college. Uh, yeah, I interned with uh, Kevin Nathan in college at UConn. That was when I first met Kevin. Kevin was only there, uh, I don't know, thirty days when I showed up, and you know, then you guys were a team. Yeah, we were a, a team. true success story. Don Laviano yeah, from yeah, intern. Yeah. Worked his way up the ranks at yeah, NBC yeah. Connecticut. Yeah. True success well, I, story. I interned at Channel 8 first. With, uh, I was pretty fortunate uh, with Bob Picozzi. Bob Picozzi. Yeah, Bob Picozzi there and uh, John Pearson, who was the sports producer there at the time. And uh, they gave me my first TV job, actually. Uh, uh, there was a sports producer opening. 
And uh, I used to bug John all the time. I was like, hey, anything going on? Nah, nah, nah. And I saw him at a Ravens game, New Haven Ravens, because I was the public address announcer there. And I said, hey, John, anything going on? He goes, well, guess what? Uh, Something just opened up. And uh, I had no professional sports producing experience outside of my internships. And uh, Noah Finns was the sports director then. And on John, you know, I'm always been very grateful to – to John, he's he's one of the people I, I owe in the business. Uh, you know, he kind of put his name out there. Said, "Let's let's hire this guy. I know he can he can do and it." And then you screwed him. I go on. Yeah, you worked there for six months and left. <laughs> you left. No, no, I was I was there for I was there for a couple years, and then uh, you know, uh, Kevin Nathan came a calling and said, uh, "Hey, there's uh, there's this opening here. You know, I, I like to get you in here." And uh, it was another situation, you know, where he just went into the news director and said, "This is." Who I want. This is who I want. Uh, I really didn't interview except, uh, you know, the guy met me, you know, the news director, met, uh, BJ Fennell. And, uh, you know, and then I was there for over 15 years. Wow. And, uh, you know, working with Kevin was, you know, t- to this day, still one of the highlights of my professional career and anything. Uh, he's been a mentor and it was great. And I mean, what a what a team, all the cool stuff that we got to do. Definitely. You, you guys know all that as it wasn't, well. It was the highlight working with Kevin. It wasn't can, the highlight working with He can wear a pair me. of jeans too, oh. Kevin Nathan. <laughs> Kane rocks the jeans as, as an inside joke that we always like to. to talk Why did about. he like dad jean it or like? No, it was just. No, he's got a nice. He's got a nice in, butt. He we always like, saw him in a suit, and then he would wear. If he wore jeans, we're like, "Whoa, Kevin's in jeans." And then I think he took it like literally, and I think he spent the whole Olympics in jeans. Right? Yeah, he, he was, was like out in Sochi in jeans and uh, every and, day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so listen. So we wanted to have you in for two reasons. Uh, the first and foremost is that we we wanted to catch up with you for a long time. The second is you may be. A bigger Yankee fan than John. Yeah, he probably is a bigger Yankee fan than me. Really? I don't oh, know if he that. has more like like clothing apparel than I do. Well, how but, many items did you have? Well, I think I I figured out I had like around fifty shirts and stuff, shirts and long sleeve and hoodies, and then probably another ten to twelve like jackets, and then. So I think Donnie confirmed or, it. Like that's what we need to do with super fans is sort of see what's in their closet because like we didn't even ask him. We didn't no. even ask you to bring yeah, stuff. Yeah, I know. I know. This is radio, and I, I came with props. No, my wife so, was making fun of me. I packed a bag. I wanted to bring more. I and, packed a bag. And I <laughs> felt like I was doing too much. But did you yeah. make a count? Did you count? Uh, I think I went, I'm way under when the T-shirts with John is like hats are included, socks are included, mugs are included. I didn't count. Apparel. You gotta say apparel. You can't say all, I everything. I still own every Yankee hat I've ever had. From childhood, and how many is that? Uh, it's a lot. I mean, a lot of them. I, I always have the one that I wear when I'm mowing the lawn and stuff. So I have all the sweaty ones, which I can't bear to throw away. I just washed one of them the other day, and I felt like I re- See, rejuvenated. But have you, have you kept like everything that you own? Right? Have you kept basically ev- all the Yankee apparel that you've owned? Yeah, I have a hard time getting rid. So of So I don't it. get rid of it either. So I ke- I keep it, and I keep my kids' stuff that I bought them. Because you what you think your grandkids are gonna wear, wear it yeah, someday? Absolutely. I can't get rid of my my girls' first Yankee shirts. Things you like got her that. onesie and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the crap stain. Yeah, I mean my most prized possession is a Yankee item. It's the most prized possession. It's the you know what do you run in the house if the house is on fire? What do you grab? I, I brought it with me. Let's see, Let's it. see it. So it's this. Oh. It's my. St- my silver oh, Yankee my cheese starter ball satin jacket. Hold that up over here for the camera. Now that is, is about as old school as it gets. Is right that there. like Mattingly era? Like how old is oh, that? Oh yeah, this is this is from high school. I got this. It's a um, starter jacket it's from a first. Starter. So I, that I dates it, it right there. I think 92? freshman year high school. So 91, 92? 90. Put it yeah, on. 90. Put it on. It's a little uh, short in the sleeves. 
No way. I'm sure it still fits. Oh, my God. That is. I could just picture like a fat Don Zimmer wearing that jacket. Hey, listen. You know you're doing something right when it fits perfect. Well, it's, it's, it is a little tight. So <laughs> I, I, when I got this jacket, the starter factor, John, you probably remember this. Or maybe, well, you live in Rochester, but it used to be in New Haven. Yep. So you'd be able to go to the... To, to the New Haven factory and they, they would a, sell Starter had a factory in New Haven? Yes, yes. And they would they would sell, you know, like some rejects, some <laughs> rejects. Well, you know, all they, the Oakland Raiders jackets. No, no, like a sti- the stitch work was <laughs> off yeah, or this, something. Maybe a stitch work was off and stuff like that. And and the, the satin jackets, the, these were these were it, you know? Yep. Uh, and uh all I wanted was was this one. And, and the one that I'm wearing, they made like an away jet an away jersey series, you know, so this is supposed to look like the the, the road jersey. And I loved it. I just fell in love with it. I had to have it. I remember I saved up my pennies, and I bought it. And I literally never took it off. I walked around high school with it. I'd wear it to my baseball games, and I would take it off. You know, it, it was. I, I slept in it. I, I literally remember sleeping in it. I wore it to college. I wore it to college so much that you know when you give people nicknames at parties, you yeah. be like, you like, oh look, there's that girl. Yeah. Or there's there's this guy. They, yeah. They had a nickname. You'd be at the cafeteria. I'm at a party. I wasn't wearing it at the time. And a guy comes up to me and goes, uh, dude, me and my buddies over there, we're, we're talking about you. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about me? I'm just standing here on my own. He goes, I got to ask, do you have a silver Yankee jacket? And I go, <laughs> yeah. Why? He goes, oh, my God, dude, guys. It's a it's, silver. It's silver Yankee jacket, guy. <laughs> Apparently, they would, like, comment on me as I'm walking in the cafeteria or something because uh, I always had it on. But, yeah, I can't get rid of it. Uh, every once in a while, I put it on for old time's sake. Now, were they Red Sox fans? Or they didn't get I that just, far. I, I, I don't remember, but I, I do remember when I was in college. Because uh, you went to UConn, so you I were went right. to UConn, and we did win in '96 when I was in college, and we got we had that up on the Red Sox fans there, which was so. Fantastic. You know, he was. I'm glad I met Don when I met him because I met him in '96. I don't think we'd be friends. Like it's, it, I could see a guy walking around with a hat and jacket or the Yankees, and then probably when the Yankees won it in '96, I'm sure he stuck it in people's faces. I'm sure. Of you, are you a, are you a trash talker when you're out? Like, do you talk trash if you see like Red Sox fans? Not, I don't start it if right. they because I know you always talk about, and John's been saying this for years that he can't go to a gas station without somebody coming anywhere. up to him and, start, and starting with him. I'm not someone that's that starts it. If someone gives it to me. I gave it right back. Yep. But I, I never like just walk up and go, look at this guy, you know, or, or has it? And like you're that. not the kind of guy who likes to drop the gloves or whatever, but has it ever gotten like real? I mean, I, I, I'll keep on going, you know, I'll keep on arguing, but I mean, really what I like is I like, uh, this is going to come off so horrible, but I like the intellectual Red yeah. Sox Yankee conversation, you know, and I, I, I have, a, you know, my Red Sox friends that I can have a, uh, a good conversation with, I always say, you're, you're the one I like talking baseball with, you know, like somebody like, like a Jerry Brooks, you right. know, because you can have an intelligent Like, you don't just jump back to the 27 world championships. Exactly. I, I would never say that to Jerry or, or to someone else right. because it's not about that. It's about like, it's kind of like, oh, did you, you know, we bug each other about right. the individual game, but then I loved hearing... You know his Red Sox history stories, and I hope. Right, you it's not the kid wearing a, a Yankee suck T-shirt. No, you know, no, no. Yeah, the Buck Faustin. <laughs> I do, right. I was gonna say all all the ones about you know Jeter and A Rod and what they do in their their social lives. I, I mean, think. I might have yelled some things at some games, you know, at the actual game. I mean, I've, I've I'm the guy that wears the Mattingly T-shirt and the Yankee hat to Fenway. The few times I go to that, it can used I to be dangerous. It? Can but I say it? That's not dangerous. Oh, it's such a hellhole. I hate that place. Oh come on! Yeah, you really want to? You want to have an intellectual conversation about stadiums because well, just, that I new Yankee Stadium is is oh, so terrible. off the mark. It's so. terrible. It's terrible. I just can't fit in Fenway. 
You probably can't either. What are you, 6'3"? Six, 6'4". Six, if you're yeah. over six, five and a half yeah, feet, you can't it's, fit it's, in Fenway. It's, it's Listen, I'm, I'm six feet and I struggle, so I, I definitely get the discomfort of it. But Do it's you think still, they'll ever be able to build another stadium? I don't think so. I don't think they'll ever build another stadium. The Red Sox? Mm-mm. No, isn't it protected? Well, what happened was, remember, if you go back to when John Henry's group bought it, there was this huge movement like to save Fenway Park because everyone assumed that the new owner would, would build a new park, right? right? And eventually, I was actually in favor of a new park. And then when I saw what like Larry Lucchino and those guys did, and they've they've basically replaced almost all the seats in the lower part up in the crappy grandstands they sexy still haven't and it's awful i went back there to get out of the sun a couple months ago and i was like these seats suck yeah but i they what they did to save it i think made sense and now listen i've been going enough i mean you and i in the interim haven't been but i've been a season ticket holder now since 05 and i i every summer there's people from iowa michigan California, I sit next to people from all over the world who yeah. come there, there just because they want to say they went to Fenway Park. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's, it's, it's history. It's but historical. it wasn't then. It was just an old piece of crap. So they made it a, des- a, a tourist destination, which I think has saved it, and I and I get I get that. But is there a way to do that and still have a new stadium, though? You don't necessarily have to no. knock the thing down. I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think that Camden Yards was such an improvement over was a memorial Well, stadium. that was a dump, dude. Right, I mean, but like, that's Fenway the point. Is, 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 is unique, all right? Like, if, if there's anything that's unique, the, That's why you don't build another baseball. one. That's, just, that's, that's the exact But you could still have that park. You could still host things there. The Red Sox don't have to play there. No. You could I, fill that thing happened. all the time, like concert. Happen. Concerts and sporting events, and I just don't think that's possible. I think that there. But is it? I mean, going forward, are you going to be able to stay in that stadium going forward as the way progression and progress? They'll and just and improve it the way they can and make and and then keep increasing the ticket prices. I, <laughs> I know, honestly, like that's. I mean, I, I can't foresee a, a dynamic where they don't have Red Sox games at Fenway Park. I just I just don't see it. Anyway, he's Don Laviano. He's John Sanical. I'm Brian Shackman. This is Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Real quick, Don, what else is in the bag that's worth we're ta- talking about? Well, I... And what would you say for a number of pieces? Oh, number of pieces? I can't even begin You think count. you have more... I think he's got more than you, yes or no? More than 50? I don't know. When you say pieces, yeah, what do you pieces, mean pieces? That changes everything. I mean, it could be all count. sorts of crap. I mean, well, I got my dog's rule? named what? Jeter and Yogi. What's the so, rule? I mean, those are two pieces right there. So you're just talking clothing? Yeah, just clothing. I think John's got me on that. But um, like my Yankee jackets, they're they're. I mean, I I have two other uh, starter sack Yankee jackets. <laughs> you do? Yeah, one's still in the plastic because that's that's I'm saving it for if the other one ever wears out. So I have a good, wait. Good it's never been worn. No, it's still in the plastic. I wonder what that would go for on eBay. Oh, it's not that. It's 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 probably not worth anything. It's only worth anything to me. I don't know. You know. So I did bring. I did bring oh five T-shirts, and they're my five World Series T-shirts. You know, so these these are the ones that I'll never get rid of. You know, I got the '96. Do you wear them? The '98, uh, the '99, the 2000, and the 2009. Yes, I wear them. You do wear them. I wear them. Uh, the 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 ones from '96 and '98. They're not so much flattering anymore, and they're a terrible design. But <laughs> they mean. I mean, literally, the 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 '96 shirt meant everything to me. Hey, unfurl it. Oh, that's awesome, dude! I haven't even seen that in ages. I have the 2009 so the, get, one. They're all the locker room shirts. Yep. You know, I always, I always got the locker room shirts when they won. You know what they put on the field. I know it's just to sell T-shirts to suckers like me. And, you sure, know, you're sucker. a sucker. I, yeah, I get it. Um, uh, I always felt like my sports teams were never going to win. You know, 
as a kid. Well, especially you grew up when I the Yankees up, weren't that up, good. No, I grew up in the 90s uh, uh, when I went to high school from 89 to 93, and the Yankees were terrible. Well, they were also terrible when you were a younger kid, too. I mean, the early 80s. They were, they the were Dave good. Winfield. I have to chime in because you guys said, I don't remember which podcast it was on, the Yankees had the best winning percentage in the 80s. They were not terrible in the 80s. That's so weird that that's I true. I know they just never won a World Series, but if all the teams, they had the best winning percentage. They did go to a World Series in 81. They were second place in '85 and '86. Um, they were they were good all throughout. Can you imagine how many more World enough. Series they would have won if there was the wild card back then? Oh, I mean, don't get me going. Uh, the '95 team was fantastic, you know, and they. I mean, the '85 team and then the '86 team is my favorite team that never won. So well, Donnie baseball would have been in the Hall of Fame with three rings. Oh yeah, and yeah. the Yankees would have had 30 World Series <laughs> championships. I mean, the lineup was if sick. there was a wild card back the then. The lineup was sick: Henderson, Randolph, Mattingly, Winfield, Baylor in '85. You know, right, right there. Man. I mean, that was sick. You know, Gidry won 20 games in 85. You know, Rasmussen won eight, 18 in 86. This part of me, I, I want to ask you an origin story, but this part of me that wishes we didn't have the wild card. I love the fact that the Red Sox and the Yankees are still playing relevant games, but I do like that sort of exclusivity. Like, remember back in the day when the champion of the American League went straight to the World Series, the champion of the National and Like, yep. like you could have a 95-win season and – not make the playoffs. I mean, that's yeah. just yep. crazy. And that's how those, couple, those Mattingly teams were, you know, the 85 and 86. You know, I want to ask you, like, how did you become a Yankee fan? Like, you grew up in the Valley, and people don't know well, Connecticut. I got more props about that. Well, take us through the story, because, you know, John talked about it when we started, and you guys are way more hardcore. And, and let's face it, Connecticut is sort of the Mason-Dixon line of uh, Red Sox-Yankees, and... How, is it just because your dad? Like most people, it's because of it's their the dad. O- it's the only team that I actually took from my father. He's he's all he was actually born in the Bronx, and he he had, likes all the New York teams. You know, he's a Yankees, Jets, Knicks, you know, fan. Uh, I hate the Jets. You know, I, I don't you're like a Patriots fan. Oh God, that's in, that's insulting. Yeah, what are you? I don't even know. I, I'm not even as big an uh, NFL fan as I used to be. When people ask what's your favorite football team, I usually say the Ansonia Chargers. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, that, that's where it's I not go. Not a these bad days. team to root for. No, no, no. You know, title town. But anyway, um, but the Yankees. I was given a Yankee hat when I was really young, and I remember watching games with my dad. And the first player. I ever stuck to, and to this day is still my favorite player, is Dave Rigetti. I loved him, too. So, and the reason, I was a kid, and my father would say, Spaghetti Rigetti's pitching. So I'm a kid. Starting I'm, pitcher, Dave Rigetti. Yeah, starting pitcher. Yeah. So he was I'm, a lefty, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm like five years old, six years old, or whatever, and the, the name, you know, it's it sounds silly. So I liked him, you know, and uh, I, I get my first Little League team, and, and I got number 19, you know, because of Dave Rigetti. I've been obsessed with 19 ever since. Was Gidry 19 too? No, Gidry oh. was 49. Oh, sorry. Louisiana Lightning. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, you see I got my old Ansonia shirt on. It's number 19. I have a, I have a number 19 belt buckle that I wear. Any tats? The, the, you got a 19 no, tat? No, not a 19 tat. I, I would like to. He always plays the 19th hole at every golf course. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's for different reasons. And my, my other most prized possession that I own is my Dave Rigetti baseball glove. Uh, autograph Dave Rigetti. Well, it's the model. It's not, yeah, yeah. He, he, didn't, he didn't autograph, no. but it's the, the Rigetti model glove. And I remember uh, being in Caldor, if you guys go oh, yeah. Caldor, walking through with my mother and always going through the sporting goods and just trying on the gloves. And I go, oh, my God, there's a there's a rags model. I can't believe it. And I didn't want to leave without it. I mean, I was like begging. And like, I, I Did you throw it to the dishes no, for a month? No, no but like I, I had to have the glove and I got it. And I used it for every game. And, and uh, it's it's seen some better days. And I've always taken care of it. I keep a ball in it still. So how old were you when you got that? Probably. Oh, I 
mean, pro- probably this one is probably I was probably about nine or ten years old. Oh wow! Okay, because it wasn't it wasn't my first glove. It yeah. wasn't my first glove. Yeah, I bet you could get him to sign it now. Oh, I would. Lo- wow, there's a funny story about that. What? So I'm at my first Yankee game in 1985, and we're, my brother and I, uh, my father took us, and he he brings us. My brother's a Mets fan, uh, Mets fan, but you know it was me, my dad, and my brother. And uh, we'd go where the players walked in back when you can do that, and you'd see all they these... walk right up the right up oh, gate right four. Up the, oh, it was fantastic! Yep. And you're like you're seeing all your idols, and, and imagine being t- I was ten years old, my first game, August eighth, nineteen eighty five. Yes, I remember it. Uh, I can tell you everything that happened. Ed Whitson started, Mattingly homered in the first Yankee game I ever went to. John, can you believe nice. it? It was Mattingly, Pasqua, and Ron Hassey homered for the Yankees, and Dave Rigetti got to. You say Pasqua? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was literally like a perfect day. So the players are walking in, and I see Rigetti, and I'm holding this hat. That I, oh, where was it? Well, I had it. Or the one, the mesh hat. You yeah. had it before. Oh, geez. Is, is it underneath the jacket? There it is. I got it. So I'm holding this hat. This is the hat that I was wearing at the time, one of these great mesh hats from the yeah. 80s. And all I want to do is is get Rigetti to sign it, you know? And uh, he starts signing autographs. The, remember, the players would, like, yeah. kind of walk and talk and, and, yeah. and sign yep. as they're going and stuff like that. And he's signing little ticket stubs and stuff like that. And I'm just this little skinny. I'm so skinny, and I'm just trying to fight my way through, you know? And I get there, and I thrust it in front of him, and he was at the gate, and he walked through. Oh. You know, he didn't do anything mean. There was right. there was nothing like getaway kid. Right. It was nothing. It's probably like almost that. like he didn't even know you it, were there. Exactly. It was just it, he got to the end, and it was time for him to walk in. And I, it took me that long to get there. And I, I was proud. I looked like uh, I'm sad like right now. Those old like Norman Rockwell photo. You know, my head just <laughs> dropped. You know, I was crushed and stuff like that. And then Ron Guidry walked in. And Ron Guidry sat there and signed for every kid because he wasn't pitching that day. Yep. So he, he he sat there. And you can barely see it. Yep. It's, it's in pen. Literally, not not Sharpie. It's, right. it's a little ballpoint pen. I can pen. see it. He signed the brim, Ron Guidry. And back in the day, their autographs were actually really cool because they actually would mostly write their names. Yeah. Like, yeah. Legitimate. It wasn't, it wasn't, right. slash it wasn't marks. So, I mean, so this is my first game and... You know, my, did my, you feel better? Because I was sad. I'm just sad I did, for you but now. The Rigetti thing still bothers me. Yeah. It's the- so I can remember going with my father down exactly what he's talking about, and like, I had totally forgotten about this until you just brought this up, Don. That we used, we used to go there, and you could literally stand there and watch the players walk in. They from would, the parking and lot, and they'd be all dressed up in their suits and everything, and it was like. And that like, you were feet away from them, there literally, was no, like feet away from them. That's yeah. so cool. Like I had totally forgot about that and until you brought let, that they, up. Remember, they would move the barrier yep. and let the kids go. The up kids to would them. be they, able to they, go up. They wouldn't be able to do that these days. But right. th- there'd be the barriers, and then when a player would walk up, they would they would kind of open and let let the people yep. go up, and it was kind of acceptable to do that. Yeah, we talk about it all the time on on the show about how the money. Well, first of all, then then it got to be the point where adults were like paying kids to get autographs. Remember oh, yeah. that? Yeah, and then yeah. then the players started to get skeptical of kids. Now that's not so much the case anymore. But now it's just like you make thirty five million. The, the the fans think they they're owed something. Like the culture of it is different. Totally different. And totally and they different. and they put and they've and in most parks they've pushed the fans the real fans away from the field. Yeah. Up and out. Yeah. yeah. You know they're, if they're going to go at all. Near it. They're not. The, they're the ones that yell and bring the. I mean honestly, in. like the real fans, like the crazy fans that would go to all the games if they could, if it was super affordable, are sitting right, right here that watch the games every single night. Right. And struggle to stay awake and like lay in bed to try to watch the end of the game as they blow right. another lead. Right. Meanwhile, there are thousands of empty seats in Yankee Stadium because right. it's too expensive to people to I buy. I used to go to games all the time. I can't afford to go to these games. No. So let me ask you were, you, were either of you guys with me when the, I think it was the Marlins closed oh, out the Yankees and 
we interviewed Carl Pavano's mom. We, oh, was there, there? I wasn't on there, the field for that. I, it was probably know, Dan I, Lee, I bet. I edited it, you know. Don't because, me, you know, because Mrs. Pavano was like on the field at Yankee Stadium celebrating and like saying all this mean crap about the Yankees. So we're literally going from my favorite to my least favorite. Like you literally did that transition from Dave Rigetti is my favorite Yankee of all time. To your least favorite. My least favorite. No, isn't it, it, is it Southington's own Carl Pavano? Carl Pavano is my least favorite Yankee. Was I it your least favorite before he played there? No, I wanted okay. him to come. Oh, you did. Because after 03, I said, this makes the most sense. He was a Yankee fan growing up. Get the, get the big guy. Right. You know, get the big guy. I, I was in high school. I was playing baseball the same time he was playing. And this is before the internet, you know? So uh, we'd be, you know, playing ball and, and you'd be hearing like, oh, the the, the big kid from Southington's pitching yeah. tonight. Yeah. Nobody the, knew the name, right? But because there, there there wasn't that same like recruiting type right. thing back then and stuff. So I was like, get get the get the big guy. Like, yeah. Remember, I remember me and you talked about it. And we then, talked about that with Rico Bronia. We oh, he, don't he even know terrible. who he was. Don't knock Rico. He no, was I know. Terrible. And and to this day, there's only been one baseball player that Derek Jeter has called out negatively. And it's him, Carl. Is Bavano. that true? That's it. it. That's it. What what did he say? He 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 basically said like well if 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 our pitcher ever comes to play remember that yeah, yeah something he, he it was right after out anybody yeah yeah you know but he, he he had it with him he well, had it with him didn't he get in a car accident in, like the parking lot and broke uh, his rib or yeah, something like that it, it, yeah <laughs> so, so Jeter had it with him I just remember know? his mom just being so ruthless about the Yankees and gloating and I was like she just reminded me over that, the top she reminded me of that woman that TV reporter who was. Stomping on the grapes and then fell over. Like that's <laughs> bottom Anyway, I we have we have so much to talk about in so little time. I, I did want to ask you about we talked last week about the Jeter, you know, Hall of Fame stuff. And, you know, we both John and I were struck. We saw you put it out on social media. You had a picture this year with what is it? Pettit? Jeter, Posada, Jeter, Posada, and Tino. Tino yeah, yeah, everyone but Mariano. Like, right? Well, you're going to go down the core four argument, which I'm, I'm not. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with. Well, I hate the term the core four. Okay, well, we don't have to do it. Just I want to know how the heck you got in that photo I, and what it was like to be in that photo. So, I mean, we we talked. Listen, guys, I, I've been blessed. I, I had the opportunity to interview a thousand. Athletes, Great. Yep. you know, so your stuff. job as you sports producer. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I've there's a big I, difference between interviewing athletes and then when there's no cameras around yeah, and standing yeah. near so them and talking to them. I, I've had I've gotten to interview you know the people that I've looked up to, admired as kids. I got I got to interview Dan Marino, who's one of my you know favorite athletes <laughs> as a kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, Walter uh, Camp. Award, damn right. No, was he at the Walter he, Camp dinner? No, he was when he was filming the Nutrisystem commercial at Rensselaer Field. <laughs> oh, it wasn't the Starford. gloves? It wasn't the, no, the no, isotonics? No. I asked him about that. I asked him about that. You know, so. Do you remember the Joe Namath video when he was smacking Alex Boyer in the butt live on camera? Do you remember that? <laughs> Yes. That was hilarious. He was drunk in the morning, as always, at that at that kids' youth sports camp, yep. and he started cracking him in the butt on live camera. That yep. was one of the funniest things yeah. ever. That's oh my Joe Namath for you, Broadway Joe. <laughs> no, but what was it like to be? You yeah, know- so so Derek Jeter was always my white whale. You know, we used to put in interview requests for him. We tried to get right. him when he was going for 3,000 hits the year he uh, you And know, we're Connecticut, so we don't mean anything to yeah, them. Yeah, it was only national stuff, you know, and and it, it was tough. So There was no Connecticut angle on Derek Jeter. Like, if there was, trust me. <laughs> yeah, we would have been all over We would have found it. We, we would have found it. And usually it, there always is know? a Connecticut angle. Um, So, 
he had his. Uh, I I got to go to his uh, his charity golf tournament for the Turn Two Foundation, and it was this year. It was called the Inauguration Invitational. You know, it was yeah, uh, yeah. raising money. You know, and where's this in New York? Somewhere in New York? Yeah, it was in, in New York. Uh, a fancy golf club. I can't even remember the the town it was in, but you know, it was it was private. It was exclusive, and uh, you know, there was only like uh, eighteen foursomes playing. This wow. is not just everybody, and uh, you know, Jeter's there, and then. You know those other Yankees were there. Those were and those were his closest friends and stuff like that that were still associated. So how do you wind up talking to these guys? How do you wind up in a picture with these four? So uh, I was I was there for work. You know, Um, you know we were a sponsor, and uh, so Jeter was going around saying hello to everybody. I was like, I'm I'm not blowing this. You know, I I go. You got to be aggressive. I, I got. I actually went in. I had. I had. Things I wanted to say to all of them. I knew exactly where I was going with every single one of them and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, you know, uh, sports journalist uh, Donnie goes out the window and his twelve-year-old Donnie just yeah. shows up, and yeah. it's just like fanboy. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I never, that was, yeah. that was, and, and, and I never got tongue-tied with any of these other people and stuff. You know, it never bothered me. I, it was just what I did, and and I enjoyed it and, and was used to it. But man, I was like, these are my guys. These are my guys. <clears throat> Anyone associated with the '96 team, John, I need to tell you, they're they're my guys. Yeah, you know, and they will always hold a special place in my heart. When I talk with my friends, when we're talking Yankees, it always goes back to '96. Always does. You know. But the, do you go up and you say, "Can I get a picture with you?" Is so that I, a simple? I go up to him. I I said, I said, Derek. I said, um, you know, I, I'm a huge fan. You know, I. Well, I did, he's never heard that. I one. know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know, you know, I I did all that, and uh, and uh, you know, what 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 I was able to the thing that I was able to to engage him with that he didn't hear before. I said, I uh, just so you know, I was uh, seven and zero at uh, playoff games that I attended. I never saw you guys lose a playoff game. He goes, ah, oh. he goes, you are a good luck charm. <laughs> now he was being it. he was yeah. being charming because right. well he, he always was, says the perfect he thing. He was on, he was on, but then this is where he went next. He goes, can I bring you to Miami with me? <laughs> And, and at that point, you said, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> and then I said, and then his golf bag had some Miami stuff on. I go, I don't really like the, the Marlin stuff on here. You know, and he just kind of laughed and had fun with it. He, he, he was, he wasn't being chased by the media. Right. So he was, he was more engaging and he would come by a couple times and stuff like that. And he engaged me a bunch of times. You know, I asked him, I said, Derek would be all right if I got a picture, you know, and, and he was like, he was very cool with it. So here's where it gets funny, though. So now he's playing in the foursome with Andy, Tino, and Jorge. Well, he gets to play with his guys on the yeah, course. He was playing with, he so was they didn't split him up with a bunch no, of people. No, no, no. Oh. Some $10,000 hole stuff there. That's awesome for him. So, so here's where it gets fun. So now now my goal is I got to get a picture with all four of them. That, that's all I care about. I don't care about what I'm doing for work. I don't care about anything right. else. It's literally about this picture. He, he, what if it was, he would even jeopardize the job, probably. Oh, I, everything had to be about this picture. Yeah. I was I was like, I have to get this picture. So I they finally come up, and uh, they're, they're playing on a hole. And now my wife, no, not a sports fan. Angela doesn't care about sports. But when we first got together, you know, I like to watch the Yankees, and she's kind of like, well, you know, let's – you know, when you're first together, like you, you want to do everything. Now she right. care less about watching right. games with me. But you know, but she got a, an affinity for Andy Pettit. She liked watching him. She liked the way he competed. She loved the intensity of his she face. Thought it was cute. Yes, I think she liked. Thought he was good looking. You know, and the way he always put the glove up in front yeah. of his face. You know, and hide and stuff like I that. I like Pettit too. So yeah. my goal was was I wanted him this to say hi to her. 
you know, and I'm like, I'm just, I'm just going for it. I don't even care. I mean, I would never do this as a journalist. I never right. did this type of stuff. I never asked for anything. It was well, you, like, it you was, it was, you look, you couldn't really, no, you, you couldn't really anyway, couldn't. But it wasn't yeah. even like it was just like I was happy to be there. You were a like jackass that. if you did. You did, exactly. unless you were like about to quit or you're, something. You're, you're like guy. a week from yeah. leaving. But right, you just, it really never crossed your mind. You just don't do it. Yeah, you don't. So here's where I embarrassed myself because I'm usually always good with the etiquette and stuff like that. So Andy's comes walking up and he's walking towards the golf bag and I go, Andy. You know, I was like, you pitched in my favorite baseball game I ever watched, game game five in '96, the one nothing game where he beat Smoltz. You know, yeah. and I, I'm going in, I'm thinking, I'm going to ask him my favorite baseball play was he fielded the bunt, remember? Yep, threw out third, threw, threw out third. I, I I always say the the balls he had to make that play because if he doesn't make the play, maybe they lose the game. Yeah, you know. And I wanted to ask him about it, and it just turned into, "Hey, Andy, how you? I'm so excited." <laughs> you know, and uh, you call my wife and yeah. say hi. So, so I asked. I go, I go, Andy. You know, my my wife, she's a huge fan. I said, "Would you? I, this sounds crazy. Could I just take a video of you saying hi to her? Her name is Angela." And he looks at me and he goes, "Yeah, sure." Can I finish the hole? <laughs> I'm about to put out here, guy. And I go, oh, I thought, I thought he was, I thought he did finish out and was going to the next. Oh one. wow, what a jackass! Yeah, so I just felt, I felt terrible. So now I don't want to look like stalker Donnie, so I back away. I just clear the hole, and I wait for him to come all the way back. And and I, was st- I just stood in the back, and I was like, Behind I a tree. can't believe it. <laughs> you know, Andy came up to me though. He goes, hey, he goes, you want to do that video now? So it was really cool. Like, I didn't ask again. He right. remembered. He came right back up. He did it. I surprised her. She was thrilled. She couldn't. She was like, I can't believe it, you know. And and, uh, and then I went up and talked to the other guys. And I just had a little conversation with each of them and just kind of, you know, set a highlight. Were they in between holes? Yeah, yeah. And they were really cool. And, uh, you know, they appreciated it. Um you know, they hear from a fan whether they really meant it. You know, but but like they were friendly. You know, Tino, yeah. what a nice guy. He what seems a nice like, guy. All Tino those is. guys seem pretty. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they really are. And and again, Jeter, I think it's a, a bad rap. You know, from guys like you who don't like the, I, yeah. uh, how sterile he is and Correct. stuff like that. And 100%. You find him boring, but he couldn't have been more gentlemanly and nice and stuff. So how'd you get the picture? I, I asked Derek. I said, I went Derek. Derek, can you organize this for I me? Did. I mean, I did. First of all, like, I had already talked to him three or four times. I how said, much more can you ask for? You're like, know, can I come I home with you? Am I ever going to see him again? <laughs> Probably not. Know, but, you know, this is my one time to get it with you. So I said, Derek, I said, do you think you can get the guys and get a picture? And he goes, <laughs> he yeah. round up the boys. My yeah. God. So he does. He rounds them up. And Tino started walking. He goes, hey, Tino. No, nah, no, nah, we're doing a picture over here. You know, and like they had fun with it. And 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 I appreciated it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and. and Listen, I'm 46 years old, and I was acting like a little kid, and I didn't yeah. care. It's literally going to mean something to me well, down down well, you, the road. You, you were these things. Like, you sent me that picture, dude, and I was excited. Oh yeah, I wasn't you even gave there. Me one of my best reactions, I remember. You know, and and because I, I couldn't, I couldn't share it enough, and I'm not usually like that, but I was so excited to show you know my fellow Yankee. But fans. it's you know just to put put a ribbon on it, it strikes me that those guys know their place. In Yankee history, and they respect it to the point where they are—they're not gonna. And it's so easy for guys to be jerks, right? Like even if a guy wasn't a jerk and just didn't want to do it, then because the demands on them are so high. Right. Like we've all seen oh, yeah. the demands, and if you're not nice to one person, then they give you the finger, and then they put it on social media. Especially nowadays with right. video, and even worse. Yeah. And so you realize how hard it is to be good. But like those guys to to sort of like recognize. How special they are to you, even if it seems crazy that a 46-year-old man yeah. <laughs> can't speak. The fact that they respected it, I find that to be very cool. Yeah, and and listen, I, I'm not the first one to to be a super fan to them, I'm sure. But right. like, I wasn't talking about like 
run-the-mill things. You know, I, I wanted to talk. So you to thought Andy you came in? Play I know, but also people you know. think they're doing well with strippers, and they think that it works. You know what I mean? Like the point is, like I'm sure there are a lot of people try to get their rap down too. But and maybe you're right that you were a little more sophisticated than the average fawning fan. But the truth is, they could still blow you off. Exactly, and it was it was cool. I, I had a moment, and uh, I was thrilled. You know, um, it's it, a very it, cool, especially yeah. for someone like to get all those guys together. Yeah. That to me was cool. Yeah. What I hate is that the person who's at the event who really couldn't give a crap. Someone tells them that they're great, and then they take an opportunity for someone like you to interact with them, even if they don't care. You know, what I mean? like right. those golf tournaments and other events are full of people who really don't care. They're just there. Yeah. All I was concerned about was that the camera was going to work. I was panicking that's Well, <laughs> it wasn't going to be framed right, you know. What about, like what about the classic TV thing like oh, I, let me just switch out my battery. <laughs> you know yeah. how many times that happened with like I'm like this is the greatest thing ever and your battery's not ready. Yeah, or or you forget to hit record and you uh, you get halfway through like the interview and you're like, "Oh, uh, there's something wrong with the camera." Hold right. on a second. Right. Or your mics are off like last week. <laughs> we had a great exchange. All right, he's Don Laviano. He's John Seneca. I'm Brian Shackman. This is Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports, the Don Laviano episode, which is number 47, which was just, it's just nice to reconnect, to be honest. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I love, even though, you know, we didn't always see eye to eye in the sports department. No, no, Brian and I, sometimes we we would get a little heated. But it's hard, like, the producer, like, we used to have tapes and, like, Sunday Sports Replay, which is our Sunday night recap, we used to have, like, 40 plus tapes oh yeah for yeah. a show which is stressful. sticking them in that stupid metal container oh my god the down rack, rack. Yeah. and if eventually Don gave it to Scott Kravitz we won't get into all yeah. that stuff well I remember do you I, I brought this up early do you remember what our biggest fight was I about do, I don't so uh, Brian thought see I always I always fall into the simplistic thing John you know like editing and things like that he wanted everything covered he wanted like every, he didn't want to see a talking head. He thought everything needed to be covered. He thought it was being lazy. Yeah, he didn't we, cover everything. If we didn't, you know, he was afraid of being. I think Brian was always afraid because he was new to the business of being accused of being lazy. Probably you know, true. Because he wanted to come off. He was a hard worker, which he was, and and he was like, I don't think we covered enough of that video. We didn't put enough uh, B roll or you know video highlights over the interview. I'm like, no, I want to see the person talking. I want to see the and I'm sitting. We're sitting there arguing about it. He goes, you're just being lazy. I am not being lazy. We're literally going back and forth about. It. And I'm like, no, this is how it is. Sorry, you know. And then it didn't air. And then I'm it sorry. didn't air because of weather, so it didn't matter anyway. Yeah. Right. And Bob Connors comes down and says, "I'm cutting 45 seconds." Yeah. Sorry, you guys hate each other now. Matter. It doesn't matter. Well, anymore. I will tell you that if people don't know what we did in the old building, there was the sports department was in the back in the basement. Like basement you had to go corner. down basement steps, corner. and nobody. Came. I used to bring my dog in on weekends at some point. You wouldn't even no, know it's there, right? Nobody, you nobody told the difference, and we were our own little. Honestly, our own little enclave, and we had certain shooters, you know, that uh, that 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 work well with us. And you know, I only did it for like a, only like less than a year and a half, yeah, believe yeah. it or not. And I will tell you two things: one, Kevin Nathan, who we he and I didn't see eye to eye on things on some things too, but like he couldn't have been a better mentor, a work ethic precedent setter, a teacher, and like for Don, who had already done a little more TV than me. Um, it just was great to feel like you were, and we had our moments, but like that you were sort of like had this common goal. Yeah. And like even though we were a little crappy Connecticut or whatever, like we we put on a try to put on a product that was as good yeah, as possible. Yeah. It, it was very it was very team oriented. I mean, we all came from sports backgrounds, so we all had that that feeling of like. Uh, you know, we it, really it cared about team. it. Yeah, yeah, and, and you got to care, and there's passion. You know, I know we're getting long here, but I want you to 
mention one thing. So you had a huge debut on on TV, right? Uh, and it was a forced debut, right? Can you just tell us real quick about that? And I want to remember, what was the big bang phrase that you used? Uh, Boom so, goes the dynamite. <laughs> no, it wasn't no, Boom no, goes no, the dynamite. No, dynamite. So, real quick, how'd it happen? Uh, it's because Brian got married. There you go, Brian. Screw things up again. And uh, there was there, there was nobody available to 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 be the sports uh, caster. But was that it day. wasn't Kevin on the road and was going to do it from the road or something? Wasn't he? I think he went. Did he yes. go to the wedding? So no, it was the Super Bowl. And Kevin was going to do it, it from the Super road. Bowl, and uh, Kevin was live in Houston, and he was going to do the whole the whole show in Houston. And I was the backup, and you know, technical difficulty. I was, I was. That was always a goal was to be an on-air yeah, person. Used to do never, air checks. Yeah, now never, listen, now this is a Super Bowl. It never worked this out. This is for Super me. Bowl yeah. night, right? This is a first, Tuesday afternoon in yeah. in freaking December. So it was the Patriots, Carolina. It was the Patriots and the Pats Panthers. are in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and the Pats are. So it's our obvious lead story. Kevin's live well, from Houston. Is it on NBC? Please tell me it's on NBC. I don't, I don't remember. I don't think Even they have then. the NFL. No, I don't, think, I don't so. think so. And. uh Literally, the animation is rolling for Sunday Sports Replay, and we lose Kevin. Kevin's not not there. Now, are you standing out in the studio? Not yet. You're not the, out in the studio I'm in yet. the producer's chair. Did you have a tie up? Did you have a tie on? I had my suit on. I was ready so to go. So you're ready to go. Yeah. In I, the bullpen if needed. I had everything but the mic on me at the moment. Okay. And uh, Kevin's not there. He all of a sudden disappears. And uh, uh, so I have to run out onto the floor. And uh, you know, I hit the mark, and they they throw a mic on me real now, fast. Now, granted, now you've lost your producer, and you're out now, there. On now your own. I have nobody able to talk to me. Right? And you have no IFP. Well, I, it didn't it didn't matter. I had no one to talk to me. Right, right, right. Did, you basically it, just got to stand out there and do matter. the sports. Yeah, so I had to do sports, and I also had no scripts uh, because uh, Kevin was live in Houston. Now, Brian, real quick, explain how hard that is for it, someone that's been on air. First of all, it's hard, even if you've done it for ten years, like. Like sports TV is, you get better with reps. So right. if you've had no reps, it's hard even with scripts. So if you have no reps, and you have no scripts, and you have no production support, it's it's basically like it's flying in a snowstorm without autopilot, right? I mean, it's like incredibly difficult. So the question is, how did it go? I, I mean, overall it went good. I, I had to do the highlights, and uh, uh, the worst part was you cut them, so that helps. Well, yeah. So I was aw- I was aware of the highlights and everything, and you know, I, I was able to throw to some sound that we got and stuff. So they gave me a breather. Somebody kept running out and was you know telling me you got to stretch, you got to talk longer and stuff, and I kept saying you got to be kidding me. That was the buzzer. You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. You were thinking it and saying yeah, it. And uh, the whole time, the the eleven o'clock news people were still in the desk because. They were sitting there in case they needed to jump in for right. whatever reason. Uh, I forget. It was I know it was Lisa Carberg who's now at Channel Eight, and the stairs I felt. I didn't mean. I don't mean bad. Right. But they're just looking at me like, like what's going to happen, and I could just feel everyone looking at me, and I was just going off. I was just flying off the cuff, yep. you know. And uh, I was talking, and the thing that I got bugged the most about is I think we referenced this earlier in the show. I am not a Patriots fan. I I dislike the Patriots immensely. And my buddies killed me because you sounded like the biggest Patriots fan. <laughs> so excited. You're such a phony and all that stuff. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, we You'll always get, have it. You'll always have yeah, that memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we eventually did get Kevin back, and he had no idea what happened. He just picked up the Save show. Save the day. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, awesome. before we go, and we, we've gone long, but it's so worth it. Uh, just give me your sense of the season for the Yankees and what he thinks is going to happen. I don't know. I, I'm so I, I mean one like of me. my friends that we've been talking. I mean, I don't think there's ever been in the history of this team a more frustrating season. I, I, I really don't. 
I mean, I suffered in the 90s, but I didn't expect anything. I didn't knew they weren't going to win, so that wasn't frustrating. Uh, you know, the, the worst loss uh, as a fan is the 01 World Series. I get nightmares about it still. If I think about it, I won't be able to sleep. I, I replay that inning over and over again. But uh, but this season, I, I just – the ups and the downs. They win 13 in a row, and now they what, lost 13 out of 15. I can't even believe it. Anything that momentum they got, they handed right back. They yeah. drive me nuts, and then the only guy that's worth any money, the judge has proven he's worth the money. He's proven it. Yeah, now he's, he's got dizzy everything. spells. And, and now, he, now he's, he's falling down. He's rubbing his eyes. I don't know. And then, what? you know, Stanton showed some life last night. I don't. I know we don't want to be too topical in a specific game, but, you know, he, he him and the Lindor, they got their, their Stanton has been night. a good surprise for us. You know us. what? I, I, I I'm not going to knock him. The, the guy, I think the guy cares, and I've been hard on him. Yeah. I've been a detractor. I, I haven't yeah. liked him. You There's know, so many other things we could point to exactly. other than Mike. So, uh, sorry, uh, Giancarlo and, Stanton. Uh, I, I actually agree with what ESPN said last night, and I don't agree a lot with what they do God, or say. God. was uh, Loisica is killing him not being there. Yep. You know, And if Cole's hurt, they're done. Yeah. But I, I, right now, there's not many games left. And Cole they is supposed the- to make his next start. Well, I mean, yeah. nobody would have expected that they were going to win 13 in a row. No, and and no. after that, I was convinced that they were kind of going to roll. In fact, when we had Matt Sorois on, who, who is a producer at TIC 1080 here at our station, he was like, I'm not writing him off to win the division. And that was like at the peak of that yeah. streak. They were only four back. Yeah. It's possible. And now, forget it. Uh, now it's... Uh, so Brian asked me this last week, put your chances on them making the postseason. Are they going to be able to make it in the wild card? I've always been a glass half full guy. You know, the only time I ever said that they were done was after game four of the 04 ALCS. I knew, did, I knew it was over. I said, no it to ev- way I said it to everybody there at NBC that night. I said, series is over. Yanks just lost no this. Way. Yep. I said it to everybody. I knew it. I saw the look in in the Red Sox team and the look in the Yankee team and they were two different teams going two different that's, directions. I that's stunning. And that's just but, that's how baseball yeah. can happen too. You know I know, that. but yeah. I mean I've never heard that. Yeah. That's no no stunning. no I, I said it. And then it was I was it was confirmed on game five and then they were done. Yeah. They were done. Totally right. They were done. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that they they find a way to squeak in. Because I I don't see the and Brian and I think they're a one and done like they're the Yankees Yankees or Red Sox if they make it they're not going any further than that first game so one goes for well through, they obviously. would play Tampa play right Tampa. and I I don't know that. what Tampa has in the water but they just the have this Yankees meant, can't, can't get over Tampa neither can Boston and the yeah. thing is it's weird that this team has this confidence that's yeah. just it's kind of so insane the, well, the best team in baseball now is the Blue Jays right now going at this point and the freaking Giants still I mean they just keep winning. I, I love the Giants. It. I'm into that. I love Yastrzemski being on that it's team. Unreal. I just uh, I interviewed him, Mike. Yeah, yeah. When he was at the a great kid, when he was with the Connecticut Tigers, was that the team in Norwich? Or, yeah, that was yeah. the Norwich team. Yeah. So was that when they were actually affiliated with the Double A team? The Tigers. They were the Double A team. No, they single were single A, single a, a with team. The Tigers. The Tigers. When he first got drafted. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's older. That's I right. I love his. I love his yeah. story of the fact, yeah. and they, his teammates love him, and it. Took him years and years and years to get there. He strikes out a ton, but I really look at the box score. I'm not a box he score guy. Strike out more than Joey Gallo, so well, that's all that matters. That's true. <laughs> but uh, I, it's one box score. I check the Giants box score every day, and I know with Chris Bryant getting there, he's gotten less fewer at bats. But I mean, I, I'll I tell like you what I like to see is a playoff to get into the playoff. Oh God, more teams. A that one game gonna... to get into the one game. 
like that, like the NCAA oh, basketball like tournament. Tied? Yeah. Oh yeah. But what yeah, if yeah, all three yeah. of them are tied? Oh that, yeah. Then the, well, like the a play in, a, a play in, a play in, a play in, a play in. Yeah, they don't. Have the Yankees don't have any tiebreakers. I don't think. I think Toronto's good. A good listen, we got to go. But I, Toronto can't a, start all three. Toronto's <laughs> a good for baseball team. Like I'm not sure the Red Sox are good for baseball. I'm not sure the Yankees are good oh, they, for baseball. They do have George Springer. Connecticut. Toronto's good for baseball. It's just got a bunch of dudes. Got a couple sons of former great players. I want Vladdy to win the triple crown. That's all I want. That was sneaky. You said how close he is on average. Yeah. He's no right idea. there. He's right there in everything. Donnie, any, any batting average matters? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts? Oh, I just, uh, I mean, first of all, I just want to really thank you guys. This was a thrill. I, uh, like I talked about not being able to sleep, thinking about the 01 <laughs> World Series, but I couldn't sleep last night. I was so excited to come in here, talk about what I'm passionate with some old friends. I mean, this is really really been a thrill and I genuinely thank you for having me on and I hope we can do it again sometime. Take that Jerry Brooks. Yeah. We're going to his kitchen and he was way nicer. Yep. Alright. That's episode 47. Of course enjoy us whether it's on YouTube and you see the video version, uh, Odyssey or wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you for listening as always. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.